ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going everyone? Hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world. Bringing this intro from In The Van. Uh, this podcast that you're going to be hearing on this one is was recorded live last night. The first live podcast recorded from In The Van. The Wi-Fi is now rec- working in the van so we can I can start recording live podcasts um, from the van which is really cool wherever I'm going to be or wherever I am. Uh, so anyway, just wanted to mention before we jump into this live Q&A that I did, had a bit of a ramble of some observed my thoughts I've been having and also jumped into some uh, some questions and some comments by people who were watching on the live. We had a really cool discussion, we talked about so much interesting stuff. Um, and just before I dive into this one, I just wanted to mention that I've also now just launched a retreat which is going to be in Wales in October. It's going to be a really cool uh, hangout for us to all gather around the campfire and at that time of year in Wales the stars are, are really cool as well to look at. We're going to have a really cool time, eat some nice food, uh, some deep conversations and do some re- and some really cool practices along the way too. Uh, there's actually only um, two places now left on that retreat. Um, this is the first time I've mentioned it. I know um, on the audio version and also on the YouTube version it was the first time I mentioned it. Um, but I, I mentioned it to... Um, on the Instagram page, on my Instagram page, and it's already nearly sold out. So there is, if you, there is two spaces left on there now. So if you want to get grab one of them spaces for the for the hangout, I would recommend heading over there as soon as you can, and, and um, you know putting down the deposit to come to the hangout. It's going to be a really cool experience. It's going to be an intimate event. It's not a a retreat that's going to have a lot of people. Uh, I did it on purpose where it's going to be more intimate so we can really um, get to know one another as a group and have a really special experience, one that we'll never forget. So head over to the podcast website and, and um, you'll see all the information on there. And there's a join button if you f- feel like you want to join the the, uh, the retreat anyway. So I love you all wherever you're on the world. Enjoy this podcast. Um, wherever you're on the world, keep seeking. Peace out. sort of working on a lot of deep stuff and sort of analyzing the the whole sort of game board that's playing out in terms of the the global pandemic if you want to use that word but i was having a thought the other day about how i really feel like everything that's playing out right now in the world that we're all currently embedded in this whole sort of metaphysical web of um physical of metaphysical manifestation that's playing out in the physical in terms of a global pandemic if you want to use that word i really feel like um it had to happen, you know, to wake a lot of people up. I really feel like it was a—it's a whole metaphysical um, manifestation 
that is playing out in the physical. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was something in the metaphysical realm before we all came here, that we all um, decided upon before we even come here for us all to collectively to wake up and realise certain um, shadows within inside of ourselves, realise the how deep the disconnect goes. Um, you know, I, I feel like our own inner, our inner worlds really are sort of collectively, you know, coming to the surface. I feel like we, we, we can all recognise that within our own lives we're all... Um, finding new parts of ourselves you know there's a there's an amazing uh, quote that says about how uh, a diamond is forged amongst pressure and I feel like you know right now we are all being sort of our inner diamonds you know are starting to be forged amongst everything that's playing out you know we're being we're starting to look at a lot of different aspects in our lives where there might have been disconnect or might have been out of balance or something and you know individually we're all moving towards that you know for such a long time so many of us in this community you know, we've all been working on ourselves uh, thoroughly, you know, we've been looking at holistic ways of living, we've been analysing our lives from every single avenue, you know, whether that's, for example, I'm in the van now, whether that's moving into a van, or whether that's, you know, living off grid, or whether it's just you um, working on a trauma, or whether it's you um, developing a better relationship with someone, we're all, we've all been um, moving towards these alternative me ways of living, ways of living that have been sort of, you know, in, in a kind of way we've been we've been hid away from us, um, we've been uh, they've been sort of discarded from us to a certain sense, you know, from 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 from, from the school system, from every every avenue, you know, it's all it's been sort of pushed away from us, and now we're we're reclaiming that knowledge back, you know, from every single avenue, from a psychological, from a spiritual, and um, from a physical point of view, you know, we're reclaiming our powers back. And it kind of feels like, you know, something has been churning along the way, but I feel like metaphysically the pandemic has come along to really push us all over that line, you know, to really um, decide in our lives what kind of reality we want to live in. And I feel like along that way as well, um, it seems like, you know, some kind of force or powers to be, whatever word you want to put on it, is kind of kind of understands this and they, they kind of, you know, they want to stop the flow of that. Um, but in my opinion, that flow is, that flow is too late. Um you know, so if you are out there, keep going, you know, keep going. That's what I have to keep telling myself every single day. I haven't come this far now to live this alternative way of life and, you know, move towards a life that's um, aligned more with my true self um, to be knocked off balance by the current agenda that's playing out on the planet. I feel like we can all agree with that. You know, we're not going to, um, there's a lot of us out there who won't, we're not going to take it and we're going to continue to keep moving forward in a, in a manner that's more more aligned and not 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 from a place of fear you know because a lot of people the agenda that's playing out now is 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 operating in the base root fears you know um uh, and i think we can we can all we can all agree that you know but there is it in for example you know there is a lot of people in even in my close family who are still have already chose their reality and it's not the same reality that i want to live in you know it's not a reality where i'm tracked and controlled everywhere i want to go um um, and I think that's just the way it's going to play out, you know, there's going to be people who who, who are not going to walk this path, you know, they're not going to step into this path truly. And that's absolutely fine because that's a part of their life cycle, that's lessons that they have to to, to learn, you know. Um, you know, but some, there's a lot of us out there who are starting to realise, you know, that someone is trying to take our freedoms away. Uh, I don't know if you guys out there know, but in the UK, um, there was a talk of a new bill that's been trying to be passed right now in parliament i've shared it on my instagram and stuff uh, a lot of people in this community have been passing it around one another um, but it's basically a bill that's talking about how they can seize vehicles um, people who are using their vans as motorhomes 
uh, which is really wild. So, you know, it's, it's starting to get really deep now. You know, it really is from all avenues. I read the other, the other month there was a there was a bill trying to be passed in regards to people having open fires in the houses and being able to burn wood in the houses, um, which is also mad, you know. But we, it's been coming. This has been coming for such a long time, you know, the... Uh, we we all know that this has been coming for such a long time. You know, if we probably had a conversation with indigenous uh, cultures or Native Americans or something, you know, I think they would have something to say about this quite a long time ago. I know a lot of people talk about how George Orwell, in his book uh, George Orwell, nineteen eighty four, spoke about this: how the human race was marching towards um, a place of disconnect. You know, um, he has a amazing quote where he says, "If you want, um, he says, if you want to imagine, uh, what was it again? He says." Um, Oh, he said, if you want to envision the future, um, imagine a boot stand on a human face. That's what he said. Um, and he predicted this a long time ago, what we were moving towards as a civilization. But I, I, I see it again, you know, I feel like we all were starting to feel this in our, inside of our hearts. But it's took the pandemic to come to really see it in front of our face. But like I said, if you have a conversation with the Native Americans or other indigenous cultures, they would have probably said the same thing, you know, that we can see what's coming, you know. Um, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to sort of... Um, you know, they're trying to st put, stamp that boot on top of our face and keep us locked in to the reality that they want. Um, but like I said before, you know, diamonds are forged underneath pressure. And I feel like individually we're all being sort of... All of our different aspects within inside of ourselves are being forced forward now and, we, and we're all getting an opportunity to decide what, what, type of, what type of reality we want to live in. And you know, every single move they make... Um, in my opinion, is is getting more and more hilarious. I don't know if you've been seeing that in your own life unfolding. It's been getting more and more hilarious all the time, you know. Um, for example, just to give a brief example, I know people in the other parts of the world are not going to probably not see this, um, but there's a guy in the UK called Matt Hancock. He's He was the sort of the head of the health in the UK, and he was the one who was talking about all these different health measures that were in place. You know, when it come to the surface that he was uh, having an affair and the cameras caught him and stuff, uh, with another health with another health secretary i think it was you know but regardless of that scenario there's multiple th things tied to that and reasons what you could look at that look at in terms of what manifested there but in terms of what we're seeing unfold on a bigger picture it seems like every single move that they make uh, the media make you know it's getting more and more hilarious and i wouldn't be surprised over this next year where we're going to see more and more moves be played out again and again that are more and more hilarious um, and and really highlight the 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 great the, the the great lie that's playing out, you know. And I feel like that's probably going to be a catalyst, which I've said before, we've probably metaphysically agreed upon before we came here, to really wake up people who we who you know wake up people who just quite are not off the line yet. And I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to get if this if this thing is going to start heating up even more and it's going to get even more hilarious. Um, if it's not already more hilarious than it already is, already is right now, you know, um, I'm sure in the future we're going to see some great comedy acts about this, you know, if there's not already comedy acts out there, if they're not censored or something, you know. <laughs> um, I was had this funny story the other day as well, um, and I'm going to jump in and I'll interact with a few of you guys as well. I see some questions coming up already. I love these things. and um, But I want to talk about, um, I went for a walk the other day in the supermarket and... Uh, you know, it's, the supermarket provides so much introspection. Any shopping centre or shopping mall, whatever you want to call it, provides so much introspection right now in the world. You know, when you're walking through and, for example, me, I don't wear a mask, you know, so I'm the only one wearing a mask. Um, there's more people not wearing masks now, you know, who, I've, who I'm seeing. But as you walk through, it provides such a great spirit, uh, spiritual um, 
um, it gives so, so, so much introspection, spiritual introspection, in my opinion, because you get to see how your own judgments are on other people and how that's sort of manifesting. And the Tanai was so funny, you know, it said, it, one, one, one part of the Tanai was saying about how CB, CBD is now being sold, you know, and uh, get, get your hemp oil and stuff. And on the other side of things, there was a tannoy that was being played out saying about make sure you wear your muzzle, make sure you wear your mask, and keep keep a safe distance. So it's kind of funny, like it's, um, I've spoken about this before, about the splitting on the planet, but it kind of feels like, you know, collectively, this uh, physical split, this metaphysical or physical split, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's coming right to the surface. We have, we still have these, um, this consciousness pop, poking through, you know, this light poking through the veil, sort of say, in, in terms of, um, things that were seen in front of us, all these positive things and people taking back their powers and standing up for their rights, people protesting. But at the same time, it's still telling you to wear a mask, uh, keep a muzzle on. Um, so it's kind of interesting. That was a bit of perspective that I had when I was walking through the supermarket when the Tanai said that, that, you know, there is, it seems like there is a metaphysical thing that's playing out where there is a huge divide that's happening, um, a huge split that's happening right now. And it's sort of the two worlds are up up in front of everyone and the being juggled you know like a metaphysical juggle by by god and the devil um for sure um but you know but freedom freedom anyway you know it's it's never given given to you you know you have to take it back um we we all we all know that um but that's what i think we all we, we all we all know we're marching towards anyway you know we're all moving towards to taking that freedom back and you know also something that um i know there's beautiful souls out there um loads of you who are connected with it the hangout as well which is really cool and i've spoke to so many people and um you know more and more people now are are moving towards taking the freedom back and one of them is i know it's not just the only answer but more of us are moving towards creating a self-sustainable community and that's something that i would love to um to definitely explore and i will definitely be exploring in the near future and i know a lot of you out there are also moving towards that direction as well so you know why not let's start a self-sustainable community let's start your own self-sustainable community and let's start taking some of our free some of our powers back you know because truly them powers were always ours anyway um you know that's that's the the, the vi most viable solution in my opinion is to to start taking truly taking our powers back from that angle i know a lot of you out there are also starting to do that um also as well guys i wanted to mention as well that um that after the hangout after the the, the hangout i did i also set up a retreat as well i've set up a, a retreat and there's actually only two spaces left um in the uk in, in october in wales um i haven't this is the first time i mention it right now i, I literally posted it once by on passing on the instagram on the instagram and um, it's nearly already sold out as well, which is really cool. But there's two spaces left on there if anyone wants to take it up. Yeah, it's going to be such a cool experience anyway. But uh, that was a cheeky little plug. But um, I just wanted to mention it anyway. I don't like doing them type of things. Um, yeah, but that's it basically. Oh, also, guys, and what else I wanted to talk about was um, something I've really been uh, doing a lot lately is uh, something a new term I've come across. It's a um, There's not a lot of um, scriptures talking about it, but it's called... A, um, it's called a pagamento, which is basically uh, a word that's from, I think it's Peru or Chile it is, and it's basically sort of a, a word that means a, a sacred offering or a sacred ritual. And I've been thinking a lot, a lot lately in our lives how, um, you know, as a culture, and I'm guilty of this too, you know, how we always take and we never get, we never, we always take, but we never give back. We never give back to the land. We never really give back to other people. And what I've started to understand more, the more that you actually start giving to other people and more that you start helping from a place of love, 
and not having this sort of this take mentality or this take attitude the universe also starts you know providing you what you need in a certain way as well and if you give value to other people um, you get it back in abundance um, but there's a there's a great ritual that you can do called the pagamento which is done um, a lot of ayahuascos uh, do them in a lot, a lot of ceremonial spaces before doing a ceremony um, and basically it's just called a sacred offering people give certain things certain items but you can also do visualizations of this you know or you for example you know you could just set intentions of things that you want to help other people with in their lives and it's such a it's such a good way you know like because we really don't as it is a sort we in our lives you know we don't have enough sort of sacred practices and we don't sort of you know we don't give back to 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 mother earth you know we we take its resources um, we never grow trees you know there's a famous expression where it says we should plant trees that we'll never sit underneath and i feel like that's one of the disconnects what's happening on the planet now more of us are starting to realize that we need to start planting more trees than we're taking out you know and instead of just sort of you know t taking all taking all the time but anyway that's enough of my rambling let's uh, let's jump into discussions so how's it going everyone so um gary says what's the biggest metaphysical lesson you've learned this week uh, so something interesting i've been actually working on a lot lately out you know every single day i have i have huge metaphysical things that i'm working on or lessons that are coming up you know i'm constantly getting <laughs> battered all the time you know something that i'm out of balance with or something that needs to be uh, put into balance um but one of the biggest ones is um is how our bodies something that i've been working on today actually is how our bodies are great absorbers of energy and i feel like um you know when i was living my old life like i know it's hard speaking in this way but when i was sort of in the past when i was i wasn't as um i wasn't as conscious i didn't have as much awareness as i did now i was kind of you know going through life where i was unaware of you know the the sort of the the world that's underneath the underneath the physical world sort of see you know the the more intuition based world the more um the more it's hard to explain this you know and through physical words but you know the world underneath the world kind of thing inside of me and how you know i kind of was just limited to the, i'm just this meat body you know i'm just this physical meat sack and that's all i am and i'm just going along my daily basis i go to work i shit and i eat and that's it you know and have a bit of sex and uh, and um you know as you start going through your own journey and start waking up you start getting more in touch with your body you know you start getting more sensitive to 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 the the world underneath the world underneath the meat suit you know and um i've been feeling a lot lately how as we move through life and our journey and we meet friends and we family we start seeing how our bodies are sort of absorbers of energy and i've started to really start to as i've been going on my journey through this i've been starting to realize a lot lately how um in my own body how sickness or disease manifests on the on the metaphysical level before it manifests in the physical and i feel like a lot of us a lot of our problems if we do have a physical ailment i really believe that it is a it is a spiritual imbalance it's a metaphysical imbalance that's underneath the underneath the physical surface in the body and i've been realizing a lot lately if i'm if i'm not in my normal day patterns or habits and i'm just you know i'm just steamrolling through the day on the hamster wheel and i'm not really giving my time giving myself time for my practices i'm not giving myself time for you know for for, for the self basically that i feel like it's like the analogy of what jesus used to talk about and um, jesus used to talk about this technology of mud how as we move through life we gather more and more mud in our bodies and this mud builds up over time and our bodies get heavier and heavier and heavier but as your awareness starts to heighten you can start feeling how that energy 
um, really does start sticking in us and if we don't have practices to release that then that's when sickness can manifest uh, can start manifesting in the body and this is something when I've been doing uh, if I do coaching with example with someone with a client or even um, I help someone of my close friends with some deep healing or deep work uh, I'm very sensitive now and I can feel how that starts to stick onto me you know um, and it's not a bad thing you know um, but what I'm saying is that we need if we're if we're going to be helping people you know psychologically and we're also going to be helping people um, physically we need practices to release that stagnant energy and one of the great practices that I that I do a lot is um, I do this mantra where I basically say that um, all negative energy in my body will be released into the ground and turned back into positive energy I release all negative energy that's in the body and send it back into Mother Earth and turn that into positivity and that mantra can be said in many different ways but as long as the intention is the intention to release the negative energy turn it into positive positive uh, from the body um, and let mother earth do its thing you know um, and it's kind of you know people are going to hear that and they're going to say oh it's bullshit that you know um but you know this place is far more beyond that you know and there is there is certain mantras that have been spoke about and certain visualizations and practices and rituals that we can do to release negative energy you know this place i feel like human form at times as you start waking up more and more it's it's um it's very dense you know and um I feel like at times, the, as you get more sensitive to to the to the subtleties of the things that's going on around us and the negative energies and things like that, it can really be a toll, take a toll on your body, you know. And if you don't have practices to to release that energy, um, you know, it'll start becoming a burden. I remember last night where I was in bed, and I was really starting to. I hadn't yesterday. I didn't do didn't didn't honor my practices. I didn't, you know, I was out of balance. I was working on the van. I was trying to get things rushed and things done. And I really got to bed and I felt all that negative energy on my body of how I hadn't been releasing it, you know. Um, our bodies are tuners to that energy and we need to have practices anyway to release it. <clears throat> How's it going, uh, Dan, anyway, from Van Wonderful One Life? <laughs> Wonderful Van Life. Um, Sarah Green says, well done on living in the van, that's my aim. Yeah, definitely. That like it's something like I say, it's a it's been a process that I've been moving to for a while now. Um, it's obviously not the path for everyone, you know, to live in a van, but it's um, it's something that I've been moving to for such a long time now. I remember uh, doing a lot of I did had a lot of journeys in in my old van. I had a I had an old van, and when I was living in a house a while ago, and uh, I used to have this really small van, and I travelled around it uh, when I when I wasn't working. I used to work part time and in another job and I used to have a few days off where I could travel around on a weekend and stuff and I had this really small van and it was very basic uh, but it taught us a lot about living in a van you know it taught us what you what you need and what you don't need and what's a kind of overkill because um, you know as human beings we can complicate everything you know you can go from living in a house having all of the sort of the all these different certain things that you, we think will require and you can move into a van thinking that you're going to be more minimal and you don't do that you know you become more you can become even more cluttered you know kind of thing so it's it's kind of always about redefining our lives i think that's what we're all doing you know we're all redefining our lives of kind of things that we don't need and what we do need in our lives and it's a it's a constant process you know finding out what works and what doesn't work you know Uh, i'm going to try this new thing you can pin these messages basically at the top if it works yeah there we go so this is a new feature if you can see in the comments you can stop i know people on audio who's going to be listening to this on audio when it's out on the audio podcast tomorrow are not going to see this 
Um, but Gary says, what's your opinions on the on the euros and how it relates to spirituality? Uh, so this is a really interesting one. Uh, this is something that I've actually been. So you know, in the UK right now, in in, the, in Europe, uh, there's a football competition called the Euros. It's a big thing, you know, um, culturally in the UK where I'm from, everyone loves football, and you know, there's a lot of disparity between, you know, is the fo- is football is is football conscious or isn't is football not conscious? And first and foremost, I'll say that I went on a journey a while ago where I was completely turning my back on football. Um, I used to play football all the time and I kind of felt like, you know, this wasn't spiritual anymore, that I didn't like the culture, what the culture brought. Um, But actually over the last couple of weeks, I've really been watching, I've been loving watching the football, I've been getting back into it again. Um, I've been using it to ground, you know, when I've been doing a lot of deep stuff, I've been using it to ground myself quite a lot and just enjoy it and try to watch football with a higher mind instead of being, you know, say for example, if England lose, be down upon myself. Um just try and enjoy it as a, as a sort of as a from the higher mind perspective and you know the whole human experience is spiritual anyway so when you start watching football from start looking at football as, as not physical meat suits you start watching them as, as, as sort of spiritual energy forms running around on the pitch it's even more hilarious you know if you can imagine like they're not physical people running around you know playing sport they're actually energy beings kicking the ball around is, is even more hilarious you know if you can do that as a practice um, but you know, culturally, culturally, football in the UK, what I've noticed, it plays a huge significance role. You know, when it comes to ritual. So, for example, in um, I know that there's a lot of theories, and I'm also in the sort of on the fence with this as well. Um, that sport and football could just be sort of energy harvesting. You know, it could just be harvesting our attention, our energy. There's also a great book as well um, called um, oh, what's the name of the book? Can't remember. It slipped my mind. But there's a book basically that talks about. Uh, tribal culture if anyone knows that in the comments you could put it in but it's a book about explaining the dynamic of tribal culture how football plays into tribalism and how it sort of energy harvests people's energy and you know i'm definitely also in that camp as well but there's also something which i've noticed with the euros that's very interesting in terms of ritual how you know in the uk um, in the around the world we don't have a lot of ritual and football right now, you know, we have our, if it's very ritualistic in a sense, you know, we it's sort of, everyone collectively comes together, they all pray, for example, if someone's 1-0 down and your team's losing, everyone's praying, you have your, your songs, your hymns, you know, it is kind of very sort of like a secret, secret sort of ritual to, to a kind of degree, so it's, it's very interesting on that terms of things, and I've been watching, you know, how collectively right now, for example, in the, in the UK and England, England's in the final of the Euros, and uh, collectively how you know physically it actually affects people's consciousness in terms of how happy they are if they're sad so it's kind of a ritualistic thing you know it's very interesting to watch it with a higher mind of how it plays out so nutty nelly says the government wants us all in debt so we're easy to control yeah yeah definitely uh, here's an interesting thing that i've heard through about so for example you know we've we know that we live in a, a world that's full of debt debt culture there's talk talk about how to get the vaccine over the line, how people are saying that they will clear people's debt, um, you know. So that's going to be an interesting one to see how many people go over the line in terms of that. Um, are you willing to to have your debt wiped off if you take take it, you know, if you take the V? That's an interesting one. Ren Wilson says, "I'm only about five hours from Four Corners, and the Hopi Indians. That's cool. You know, that's the thing. There's a lot of um." You know, there's a lot of um, self-sustainable communities now popping up all over the place. You know, more and more people are starting to move towards that lifestyle. 
constant theme as well. Harry says, my, "My aim is to live in a van too." Yeah, it's you know, it's just a it's just a process. You know, it's something that we um, it's something that took a while for me to, to to transition into. You know, I had to go through a period in my life where, um, for such a long time, you know, I had a mortgage. I had a mortgage around my neck. You know, um, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's everyone has the freedoms to do whatever they want. You know, and live the life that they want. But for me, it wasn't for me. And I kind of felt like I made a mistake when I was a lot younger to get a house. And it was something that took a while for me to, to transition over from, you know, um, for the life that I wanted to live. So it's just been an ongoing pro. It's just been an ongoing process for me, you know. It's you're not gonna obviously go to that type of lifestyle overnight. Um, it's something that you have to slowly move to, you know. You start minimalizing your life, you know, making yourself more easy to serve, make yourself easy to serve in terms of you can just have a, a shit on a compost toilet, you know. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, or you don't, you can't have as many showers, you know, in a day, you know, um, or you have to be a bit more, you know, a bit more sort of self, self-reliant, sort of say, and not, not, you know, not work, not, and, and sort of be a bit easy to serve. Um, also as well, um, I was trying to, I was thinking about this today about how, what sort of three items in, for example, in the van that, you know, that I actually really truly need, because when you start, when you, obviously go into a van you know you have to minimalize your stuff you have to find out you know what's like i said before what's good and what's not and i was kind of thinking of what's three items that i would i couldn't sort of live without you know and i i kind of don't think there's any items i couldn't live without but um in terms of what's three items that really add value into my life and one of them was uh, coconut oil i love coconut oil i use it for um face cream i use it to brush my teeth um I use it to wash Um, use it as to, to to moisturize my body use it to cook um you know there's many functions to, to coconut oil anyway um, and the other one was um was my uh, my rings and uh, my limbic rings that i use to do calisthenics which i can just put on a tree and put anywhere i want and the other one is slipping my mind right now i can't remember what the other one was i was thinking about it uh what was the other one Anyway, I can't remember, but they're they're two they're two they're two good ones anyway that I couldn't live without. Nutty Nelly says my son lives in a van, and his police friends have told him they have had have better things to do than harass van van dwellers. Yeah, for sure, you know, um, you know, we all we all know that the the police obviously are just taking orders. You know, they're they're normal human beings too. You know, I kind of feel for them and the protest that's going on in the world right now. I know that everyone has a choice uh, through that lens of, you know, do you want to be a policeman, you know, kind of feel like right now. But they are in the middle of it right now. You know, there's a lot of policemen who are right in the middle of everything that's going on right now. And they, they a lot of them have families to feed and they're in difficult situations. And they're right in the centre of what's currently unfolding. And, you know, they're getting shouted at, hurled abuse. And really, you know, they're just us, you know, they're part, they're, they're, they're sort of on the same team as us kind of thing, you know. Um, it's the sort of the... The, the few in the world, you know, the, the the few of the elite who um who are given the police the orders, you know, and they're not in plain sight, you know, they're not having to face all this disparity, you know, they're the ones who are flying around in private jets, you know, not wearing, having to wear masks, not having to be tested and tra- traced, you know, which we're all starting to find out, you know, at the, the G, I think it's called the G7 Summit, where they were all standing outside, you know, doing a, a conference talking about um the environment, while the while they're all standing close together, not social distance and not wearing masks when they're telling everyone to wear muzzles and all looking up at the sky, which is hilarious, and these jets are all moving around in the air, you know, which are uh, massive polluters, and they're talking about uh, pollution on the planet, you know, which is 
fucking hilarious you know that just shows again how hilarious if you if you know if you can't see through that um you know i, I feel like you, you've already you're already lost you know but it's um it's madness to to, to see what's playing on but in regards to what you were saying before about your son living in a van and getting hassle you know kind of things um i was thinking about this concept the other day about how you know what extremes is this going to go to was this going to be another measures what i was talking about before the new bill that's trying to be put in place to stop people from living in the motorhomes how is this going to manifest you know how are they going to police it you know if we all live in our motorhomes uh, or car or, or vans whatever it is you know how are they going to stop that you know um are they going to seize everyone's van um i, I don't think so they, there's not enough people on the streets you know um, and I feel like there's also enough police out there who have who have souls and you know and they can see beyond just what they're getting told you know but it, it is it is it's getting deep it is getting deep for sure there's a lot of things I think we're going to start seeing it get more and more deep um, and we're going to have to start fighting more and more for our freedoms over the next couple of months and years for sure but you know that's what we're here for you know that's what we're here for I feel like as well you know we're all starting to you're all starting to find out who, who you know who's up for the fight and who's not you know um that's what i kind of feel like we're starting to really see and there's a, and there's a lot more people even when i was at that i did the free hangout the other weekend at lakes which was really cool and every single person that came to that hangout you know was on it absolutely on it it was so, so beautiful to see we had some really funny moments of introspection at the hangout where we're all walking around on the hike and there was like people with uh like we were all as one big group and people were like buses were driving past on the main road the bus was full of masks and it was a really really funny and uh deep really funny and deep psychological moment to, of to analyze that you know how there's there is two worlds could can go on you know simultaneous in the world that we're seeing now you know which is mad to think Vanderful Van Life says, uh, Dan's, he's, I know he's called Dan, he says, you give me values, so I'm doing my best to give back. Yeah, he's, Dan's been helping us a lot with the van, which is really cool. Very knowledgeable guy, which is really cool. So my dad actually asked a question, so my dad's in the live comments, and he says, how does it make you feel having your van finished and not being tied to what people class as the norm? Do you feel a sense of freedom? That's an interesting question, Dad. <laughs> so, um, so for me so for me it's i kind of felt this when when i i kind of felt trapped as i was going on a journey as i was starting to wake up i was going on a journey where i said before i was you know I was moving my life in a different direction i was sort of shedding a lot of things off my back so to say and uh you know i felt i kind of felt like there's this interesting thing that dynamic that plays out i feel when you start you know you start working on yourself and you start changing certain things in your life and you're at this point in your journey where you can see where you want to go but you you feel like you've got a lot of things tied to your back so to say or things that occur or maybe you're in a relationship or maybe there's certain things around you that are not fully in line with the new life that you're moving into and there's a period within that that can be very challenging um you know there's you don't want to hurt people you don't want to you maybe don't want to hurt people you maybe you you've got a you're still currently in a situation where you have to play your game carefully where you've still got to pay for a mortgage maybe you don't want or whatever whatever it may be i'm just using them example examples you know and um i'm going to pin this comment by the way sorry there we go so people can see the question and um and i kind of feel like we it can be very challenging when you're in that position in, in sort of in in, the, in between worlds if that makes kind of sense 
and you have to dance between these two worlds where you you sort of you in your inner worlds are telling you that you want to be a different person but your physical worlds are dictating something something other than that and for me that was very similar i was in this position where i was you know was doing the podcast i was meeting all these cool people having all these cool conversations you know and i felt like i was living two different lives i was going to work and there's nothing wrong with going to work but it's just the job that i was doing didn't really fill me soul you know and the life i was living in the past was attached to wasn't really connecting us to that true part of myself and there's something inside was calling us into something different and there's a dance that can be played out in that you know that can be very challenging to sort of how you fully move that and that was the same for me so what what happened for me was that when I I actually felt because this has been an ongoing transition now for me for a while and I actually felt quite free when I when I got rid of the, the mortgage in the house and that was a really free moment for me and I actually energetically energetically also did a ritual around that giving gratitude and, and leaving that i did like a fire ceremony where i actually wrote things down on a piece of paper and put it in the fire to release it give gratitude for that thing that turned up my life but also released it and that for me that was the the freeing moment but at the minute it's kind of been a bit of a smooth transition where that was the big one for me and now i'm in the van um you know i think the next the next step for me will be you know like be going fully on the journey of traveling around in the van i think that'll be the next sort of energetic release kind of thing something that i've been working towards but then us as human beings were always funny you know we always want something else and i'm also aware of that dynamic that plays out you know you get to something you want something else and i can already feel my inner my inner systems going you need to get the land now you know you want to live off grid you've got to live get the land um, and i'm trying to tell that's part of myself settle down you know enjoy the moment <laughs> Kai said, and Kai came, actually come to the um, come to the hangout as well, which is really cool. Uh, we had some really cool times uh, chatting around the campfire. Uh, Kai said, "Did you see the self-sustained community on the Kathy Burke program recently?" No, I, I didn't actually. I've seen there's I've seen quite a few um, seen quite a few new documentaries that's that's cropping up in terms of that. There's a new documentary at the minute on um, it's not. It's nothing like really self-sustainable. It kind of is. It's more like about prepping. It's a new um, ep- small episode on Vice it is. If you go to Vice and you check out Vice, there's a new little documentary on there. It's about 15, 20 minutes long and it's about a prepper um, who's sort of with his... He's got a, he's got a community going and the, the prepping for doomsday kind of thing. But it's more than that, you know, the Vice... As you know, Vice is really grabbled. And, um, you know, they always try to play out their agenda, you know, try to make communities look like the idiots or something, you know, make them look like the, they just want to shoot guns and stuff. And they don't really highlight, you know, the, the different aspects of them, of how they, you know, they want more one with the land and what they're really, what they're really doing it for, you know. And I think the prepping aspect just kind of gets attached to that self-community thing, you know. Because, you know, kind of in a way, you know, what's the, I think the media wants to kind of make, you know, make, make people who are living off-grid or self-sustainable look like crazy preppers you know like like you know we're preparing for the for the great flood or preparing for the for Noah's Ark to come um or as as other media outlets always say you know um they're, they're all cults they're all cults <laughs> every single one who's got a self-sustainable community is all cults <laughs> and they're all sleeping with everyone <laughs> well that's that's a self-sustainable community that I want to join if everyone's sleeping with each other <laughs> I'm only joking but um but no, honestly, the the kind of you know they always kind of make it out look like that all self-sustainable communities you know all all look one way you know. But you never hear about the self-sustainable communities that work. And I always remember uh, a guy uh, who listens to the podcast called Jack uh, Tucker said, 
he says, as if the on-grid communities are actually working, you know, <laughs> which they're clearly not. Look at everyone now going around, living in fear, you know. They're definitely not working. There's a huge disconnect going on. Uh, so Dan said, I felt such a release uh, when I sold my house. Yeah, that was definitely for me. That was a, that was a big one for me. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with a house, you know. There, there really isn't. Just for me, uh, personally, um, just for me personally, it was just one of them things where, you know, I felt like for me, for where I was heading in my direction, it was really sort of preventing me from moving towards a life that I wanted to live, you know. Uh, Kai said the documentary is is called Tinker's Bubble, it's called. So that's uh, cool. Um, and Dan also said, and don't knock compost in toilets. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, definitely don't knock compost in toilets. I think Laura will have something to say about compost in toilets as her wee and poo is constantly running down the van. <laughs> Just running after it and catching it and trying to chase it down. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Dave says, mortgage, I think, means death pledge. Yeah, I think it also as well means, I'm sure it's in Latin or something, it actually means death debt, I think, as well. You know, there's kind of it's kind of interesting how, you know, language, there's a lot of language... You know, there's a lot of language magic in terms of the world and what plays out, you know, and how we sort of we sort of agree to certain things and we, we use certain words and things that actually tie us into certain things. Um, I always remember, I spoke about this a few times, but I remember this really cool documentary on YouTube. It's not a documentary, sorry, it may well be a documentary, but it's kind of a cool bit of footage of a guy called a natural living man who was trying to fish, fish for something on the land and they were trying to stop him. Uh, there's more than that and uh, you know he, he stood up as a natural living man he wouldn't sort of go along with the constitution you know he wouldn't like sort of agree to being a corporate entity and uh, when they were asking him what his name was and stuff he he, he wouldn't say his name um, I think his name was called Ernie something but he wouldn't greet his name he was saying I'm the natural living man and I just inhabit this body you know I'm the natural living man and I just inhabit this body and you know they, they couldn't do anything with him you know they couldn't live with that and the judge ended up walking out of the courtroom, which is really cool to see. So if you type in on YouTube, the natural living man, it'll come up. He has sort of like a uh, like an American hat on, a Texas American hat. I think that's how you'd see it with a little feather. That's how I imagine a Texan, Texan, uh, someone from Texas would wear anyway. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but um, it's kind of what I've seen in the films, you know, <laughs> when I was younger. Uh, but he was, a, he, was really, he was really interesting anyway. And, um, you know, he was really showing how, how much the system... Is sort of screwed up in terms of trying to make you identify as a as a as a an entity, you know, as a living entity. Uh, sorry, as a as a and, and not just a natural person, a natural human being having the right to travel, having the right to be, you know. They want you operating in their jurisdiction so they can do anything they want with you. There's also a really interesting video online as well. Um, if you type in allegedly Dave, allegedly Dave has a really interesting video where he um where he basically. Uh, give up his driving license and he sort of give up his um, MOT on his car and stuff and he went down this route where he was basically trying to present and show to people and, and, and demonstrate how when we sort of get a driving license and things like that we are actually operating in their jurisdiction and, and, and as a true human being on the planet we have the right to travel freely you know we can you know for example um, if we if we have a car, we can travel, you know, we can travel on the road and we don't need to operate in, in, in through their jurisdiction. And he went on this journey where he gave up his, his driving license, he gave up his MOT, he gave up everything. And I think he said, he, I think it was about five or six months he went without having any hassle and being pulled over by the police. 
and the police pulled him over and you know they were questioning why is this vehicle not insured and stuff like that and he went down this whole means from the natural sort of the natural living man kind of thing spiel saying that not identifies in a corporate entity and you know that they just didn't know what to do with him and uh you don't you don't get to see this on the video but when i was with i've actually done a podcast two podcasts with or three podcasts with Legend Dave now, and he was telling us off the podcast, you know, that this game is so cleverly rigged, you know, he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, you know, there was one point in his career where he actually learned to be a judge, uh, learned to be a lawyer, sorry, and he actually got a, a lawyer arrested uh, through the sort of the natural uh, living means kind of legislation kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure what the proper name is, like three man, like a three man court, got a court uh, judge arrested. You know, so he kind of went down this route where he was trying to find ways of navigating sort of life through the through the through the free man way, and he said to me that even though he had all these means of doing this, he still really struggled um, because they've got the system so rigged from you coming into this place from when you're born that it's kind of hard to to avoid that system. You know, because if you say one word wrong, you enter into their jurisdiction. You know, you. Um, you move in a certain way wrong, you enter into their jurisdiction and they've kind of got you, you know. And it's kind of really hard. The game's rigged so hard that you can't... They've got you wrapped into the matrix, you know. It's kind of mad thinking about, you know, George Carlin used to always speak about this, but, you know, we, we sort of... We get... we get The moment that we get on this on this planet, you know, and the moment where we die, we have to pay a tax, you know. We're always paying tax. Even when we die, we pay a tax, which is hilarious. You know, we pay... We have to pay to put ourselves into the ground if you if you don't already think that's fucked up, then I don't know I don't know what what um what you're not smoking. <laughs> you have to pay to be put into the ground, which is hilarious. It's like paying for um paying for an ant or a fly to be buried underneath the mud. Madness. Um. Elf Wald said I went to the Stone Circle in Cumbria last night. Oh, really cool. The um the Dodo Stone Circles. I think that if that's the right one, because there's a few others, but Duddle Stone Circles is the one I did a video on. Um, someone said I was hoping it would act as a portal to make to me some reality. I thought I used to inhabit. I'm still in this realm, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, that's funny. Yeah, it's a that's a really you know that's that's a beautiful place. That maybe that's somewhere that maybe should do a free do a hangout. You know, we should all get together and do a hangout. At the stone circles and Duddle stone circles, maybe sometime. Uh, that's kind of, kind of an interesting thing we should do. Me and Laura, when we were at the Duddle stone circles, which are in Northumberland, just on the Scottish border, what we actually did is uh, we did eye gaze, eye gaze in the centre of that stone circle. And what's really beautiful about the stone circle, it's one of them that a lot of people don't actually know about. Um, and when we were there, there was literally we were there for about two or three hours, and there was not one person came came and ch like looked, and it was a most beautiful day. The sun was setting, and there was no one there at all. Um, so you know, maybe we could get together and do some ceremony, do a ceremonial space there. You know, maybe play some music or something. And um, I know there's a few people who listen to this podcast who could play the guitar good. You know, um, maybe we could play some drums and stuff, and uh, have a have some have um have some do some eye gazing experiments or something. Because <clears throat> me and Laura did some eye gaze and experiments in the centre of the circle, and it was really profound. We still haven't talked about it yet. What came up? Because we're still trying to process it. Sometimes we've got to honour what we're processing, so we don't sound crazy. But we've seen some really interesting stuff when we were eye gazing, and we also want to go back to them stone circles as well and do some psychedelics, which I think would be cool as well. 
Uh, there's no doubt to me that them places, stone circles and stuff, are on ley lines, you know, and they have magnetic properties to them for sure. And that's why all the ancient cultures around the world built all these sacred sites on these spots, you know. It wasn't coincidental, you know. It wasn't for uh, shit. It wasn't for shits and giggles, you know. It was there was some deep meaning behind why they were doing that, you know. These these places, these secret places, really do hold significant value to the human to human consciousness, and have played a role in evolution in terms of consciousness um, through sacred ceremony and also through the the sheer practice of accessing how you can walk amongst these sacred sites, you know, and they can literally affect your DNA, they can affect your consciousness. They can actually, uh, Robert Vavell talks about this, how by the act of just seeing these structures, you know, actually moves things with inside yourself. Um, by just watching a video on the pyramids moves things with inside yourself. And that was the intention also of these sacred sites, you know, they were developed in a way to move your consciousness and alter your state of being. Um, there's a really... A really a really great architect called Paolo Solari, who invented this place called Arcosanti, which is still there now in the Arizona desert. It's one of the longest self-sustainable communities. Um, you know, they're they're really really advanced uh, self-sustainable community. You know, they I think they're using biofuels and things like that. Very advanced, and um, they basically he talked about the I think he was an Italian the guy and he was a famous architect, and he spoke about he has a book um, where he speaks about how Arch arch um, how architecture can be designed in a way to affect human consciousness and he believed that that's what the ancient Egyptians were doing you know they were using architecture to affect and mold human consciousness and shapes and uh, properties and stones and things like that can affect the human resonance um, I think we can all agree with that you know there's been amazing things that's happened when people go to secret sites um, there's an amazing video online somewhere on YouTube, I think it's called a place in South Africa called Adam's Calendar, and there's a guy, I think it's Michael Tellinger or someone else, I might be wrong, he's the first name that's come to my mind, but someone else anyway has uh, some kind of musical instrument and he's going around hitting all these stone circles and all these rocks, and they all make different noise noises, and I kind of feel like, you know, the this knowledge of certain properties and rocks was was new about for so long, we just didn't really didn't really know about it, you know. We've, sorry, we've lost touch with it. Um, so DW says, what do you do to, to make your money? Um, I just The universe just provides. It always provides. Um, but not but seriously, the universe always provides, you know. It always provides. Um, but I, I, I'm, how I make my money now is, is to, to, you know, uh, do coaching. And at the minute, I do coaching and people support the podcast. And that's it. Cosmo Compassion said... I need to research is oil eco-friendly as much as I appreciate van life I do not want the van life is because I want little admissions as possible I always read heard that yeah it's one of it's one of them things in it you know um I also read studies talking about how you know people say that you know they want to uh, build electric van um, but people say that actually it's more worse for the environment having an electric van you know there's um it's actually better off just having an old van and running it, running it into the ground. Um, you know, there's many different theories around this. You know, we, as human beings, you know, we kind of, you know, we, we're trying out, all of us are trying our best to, to live a life that's more holistic and one that's more rooted to the land. But in that process, you know, sometimes we do have to make moves and do certain things that maybe aren't fully right on the surface kind of thing you know and we we all we're all not virtuous in every single avenue of our lives you know um and you can take this for every single topic in life you know we're all not 
virtuous in every single area. We all we're all out of balance in some some form of area. You know, for example, um, someone can say that I'm I'm healthy in this means, but then something contradicts it, or something else contradicts it here. Um, but we're all just trying to find a means through that. You know, but we all know that you know we're all. If we've got, for example, I'm in a van now, I drive it round, it pumps out air pollution. I know that's not the end destination, you know, but it's maybe it's the bridge to the end destination. You know, we can't win every single battle, you know, or we'd just be standing still in the room, we wouldn't be doing anything. Um, but I, I get you, right? I really do get you. It's a process, you know. We're, we're, you know, I kind of feel like when you when you go down that rabbit hole of, like, trying to be a virtuous human being, you start realising that you just need to kill yourself, basically, you know. And I've had them, I've had them trails of thought as well. <laughs> uh, Ren Wilson said, "I have all the musical instruments, but I can't make it make it there, lol. Damn it! Maybe do a live stream, <laughs> like we'll live stream it or WhatsApp or something. You can play us from far." <laughs> uh, Dan said, "I don't use power from the grid. It's all solar. I don't heat a whole house." When we are only in one room, so I believe I use less fossil fuels. That's someone who lives in the house. That's a really good point. Yeah, it is. You know, that's a that's another good point. You know, it's kind of one of them things. You know, and also as well, when you live in a when you live in a van as well, or you live more alternatively, whether that's a tiny home or something, you really you, it makes you more conscious. You know, like for example, you, you can't just switch a you you can't just always switch a light on and expect it to work, kind of thing. You know, you become more you become more aware of how much water you use and you become aware of all different aspects. So it kind of forces you into a state of more consciousness, you know, around certain things, where you put in your rubbish, where you put in your trash, um, you know, from every single from every single avenue, you know, there's a lot there's a lot that it actually forces you to be more conscientious. And like you say, you're living in a smaller space, so naturally you're going to require less. You're going to require less, be a, a, a less burden on the planet, you know, kind of thing. For example, if you've got two people living in one van, you don't need to sort of be driving a car to go to a job that you don't want to do because two people can work together to make money. Um, you know, there's there's many different ways you can take that anyway. Um, and we can make an argument for all different types of ways of, ways of life, you know. And we can probably, in every single way of life as well, we can also say, oh, you're out of balance here, you know. Oh, that you're not living right here. You're not. You're not. You're not um, being virtuous here, but it's it's just a process, you know. And like I said before, no one's fully virtuous. Um, James said, "The ego and the third dimension are illusion. Life is life is problems and situations that are being bring the abstract, i.e., nightmares. You need to ascend mind and stubborn emotion and find mindfulness so you can find peace. Yeah, for sure." Yeah, well, they really are, you know. We, we, the more that when every single deep psychedelic experience that I have, you know, it it shows that again and again, that you know that that this place is an illusion, you know, and it's we're in the three D density. But we shouldn't through that process, you know, we shouldn't like just push the three D dimension or three D reality under the carpet and dismiss it as just the illusion, you know. And we're in the illusion for a reason, you know. We're in here to learn. Um, we all get. You know, you can learn very fast in the three dimension. That's the that's the aspect of it. You know, you you're constantly facing metaphysical um, manifestations all the time. You know, um, and people say as well, great masters say about how in the other realms, the other dimensions, how manifestations happen a lot quicker. But in the three D density, they're a lot slower. So when they're a lot slower, when the world's a lot more slower and a lot more. Uh, what word? It's hard to explain this, but there are the three D world's a lot more dense if that makes sense 
that you can learn things at your own pace and a lot slower because things are turning up in our lives all the time um, and sometimes we can just see them as nothing you know we can just see them as part of life a biological process but the metaphysical is turning up through the 3d and that's the purpose of the 3d reality in my opinion yeah dan also said i also don't commute to work either yeah that's the thing you know like a lot of people can with a van as well you know you're not driving to work and using fuel and stuff you know you can you can basically you have your home and your van and you can move it around you know i'm not making this a van podcast but uh, i am sitting in a van so chris said aren't they the stones that set the, all the airport scanners off michael tellinger i'm not sure i'm not too sure that'd be really cool if there must be by saying that that's something i've probably got to look into there must be a video on that that'd be cool if the stones definitely did that but there is definitely a lot of stones that have interesting properties you know we all we all know that's why you know there's, there's there's for years there's been like preventing people from meditating in the in the pyramids and stuff like that ask yourself why you know you can't meditate in the pyramids um but uh, aldous is aldous, i think alistair crowley sorry he did some really interesting experiments experiments with sound and things like that in the pyramids which are really interesting if you if you ever get time to look that up um so shine maria said do you have anxiety about not having a fixed income i want to quit my job yeah well this is this is something that you know that's this is one of them things in it you know in the 3d reality we attach ourselves to certain things around us and we're all guilty of this you know or have our worries and fears about many different things we're all working on different aspects of my aspects of ourselves you know for one of the biggest lessons that i've been working on a lot lately is is, is poverty consciousness you know i grew up in a in an environment when i was younger where um you know you couldn't just have anything you wanted you know you couldn't like you know there was some times where my parents couldn't even, you know, could, I wasn't, couldn't even get 50 pence to go have a pick, have a mix up from down the shop. Um, and you live up and you just develop, you know, you, you evolve to live that way. You know, you you can't always have everything you, you, you want. You know, you can't have brand new trainers. You can't have brand new tops or whatever it is. Um, and for me, that's be, something that I've been working on a lot lately is poverty consciousness. You know, there's a lot of traumas in me about poverty consciousness that I've been trying to manifest and bring forward. Um, but I feel like, and what I've started to learn in life is that um, sometimes the things that hold us back are the fears, you know. And when you start moving through the fears, the universe will reward you. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that, you know, the universe doesn't just move for you. You have to move with the universe. And when you move with the universe, things and fears that were once there will, will well, as you move through them, the universe will recognize that. And it will, it will reward you, you know. It's hard to see when you're on the other side of that and you've got bills to pay and things like that. And I'm, like I said, you've still got to, I mean, I don't know if you've got to do this, but this is what I did. I also slowly, as I was involving myself, I was also making physical moves at the same time to, to, to make myself more easy to serve. But there is days, to be honest, I'm human, you know, we're all human. There is days in my life where I'm like, oh, how am I going to make money here? How am I going to put food on the table, you know, but i'll always find a way it always turns up you know has there ever been a time in any of our lives where we haven't had food you know really are we still here you're still breathing you know we're all still breathing we'll all find a way so um that's the answer to that one anyway you know we always find a way humans do we always find a way um and fear is always going to be there you know if you're not worried about money you're going to be worried about am i having enough sex <laughs> if you're not worrying about am i having enough sex you're going to be worrying about how do i look 
if you're not worrying about how to look you're going to be worrying about something else we're always moving to something else you know so the fears never go you know it always just moves to the next we release it move to the next release it move to the next release it then we ascend in the clouds after that <laughs> cosmo compassion said said i like that guy I heard of that apparently used fryer oil to power vehicles, solar power vehicle. We will invent a better sustainable vehicle. Yeah, well, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? Like, um, there's a guy on YouTube as well who made a car running off water. Uh, there's also a guy who I know in Australia as well who's got a camper van. He doesn't live in the camper van anymore, but he, his whole camper van used to actually run off water, which is really wild. A full, it's not even a camper van, it's a full bus. He used to be able to run off water. Um, but, you know, there's some there's interesting videos online where people are... I've turned their engines into, I don't even know how you do it, you know, it's well beyond me, but people have basically are running their cars just solely off water. And there was a guy who actually, um, you know, make your own mind up on this, but I believe that he definitely got murdered. A guy who was, at the time, was uh, re regenerating the, the car industry and he was speaking about how he could run a car on water. I'm not sure what his name is, someone could put that in the comments or something, but if you type in guy runs uh, car by water on YouTube, the video will come up and you'll see it and it was a guy who was running a car by water and you know all coincidentally you know the guy just died you know uh, which is really mad but you know it's all it's been talked about for years you know this free energy and things like that we all know it's been it's been a part of the agenda you know to, to prevent us from being fully fully who we our full potential you know um ren said don't forget to smoosh the like button yeah, don't forget to smush that like button. <laughs> Ren said, I've been homeless before and survived. Yeah, you know, we all, we all do find a way. You know, that's not, obviously it's not nice. No one should be homeless, you know. It's kind of it's kind of interesting, you know, like how many people are homeless on the planet now. You know, you see these documentaries like in places like um, Los Angeles and people like that, all these people who are living homeless. And, you know, all that money that's been spent on developing all these social distancing signs, all this alcohol infested hand sanitizer cream to to supposedly wipe away the germs and all these little bits of fabric that's been stitched and, and put together in little um uh, in in vietnam with kids making them and stuff spending all that money making them you know we could have all that money wasted on covid and all these vaccinations and stuff like that you know we could have helped a lot of people we could have made some real change on the world you know that's kind of like I think what it's kind of highlighted as well what's gone on in the world now it kind of shows how you know how we collectively how we can all come together with one global mission and we can how much change we can make you know when we do come together um and that's what we that's definitely what it's highlighting um so elf wald said do you plan to travel outside of great britain great britain if possible in the van yeah definitely that's something that we want to do you know we want to you want to we want to go out the country you know we want to go into europe me and laura want to go into europe but um at the minute and um, we're a bit skeptical upon that um we're gonna see how we're gonna see how it plays out you know because you know i don't agree with anything that's going on right now in the world you know about being tracked and having to adhere to any bullshit in terms of have been a uh you know being an experiment with any experimental vaccines or something like that or you know or having to be having things stick down my throat or up my nose you know i'm a human being you know i'm not an animal you know and even animals shouldn't even be a day into that you know so we'll see how that one plays out anyway so that's where we're at on that in terms of 
are we going to go out the UK? You know, we definitely want to, uh, want to, but we're going to see how that manifests and plays plays out. You know, and what manifests in front of us. Dan said, "You need a lot of solar to run your car on water. It's called brown gas, and it's made using electro. I can't even say that word. Electro niacin. Well, Dan, you would know definitely. Uh, you're you're a legend when it comes to knowing what car, uh, about fans and cars and stuff. So I'm not going to argue with you on that one. <laughs> but um, the documentary about the guy who ran the car on water. You know, I don't know the science behind it, but it's it's really interesting. He he believed that he ran the car fully by water." Um, and you know it's interesting to think about it. You know how how that process would work. You know I've heard many people tr- doing that to try uh, doing that before um, online and stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's a funny one. Uh, <laughs> Artillery Voodoo says, "How comes he's in the van? Did the missus kick him out?" Yeah, the missus kicked me out a long time ago. <laughs> my mum also kicked us out as well. That's why I'm in the van. <laughs> That's a funny one. Deal said, um, how do you get Wi-Fi in the van? Um, so what I do is is I, I stick my finger up in the air and I, I hold hold the, uh, the button on the laptop. <laughs> no, man, I'm only joking, but... Um, that's just a bit of a humour. But um, we have a Wi-Fi. We have a fa- Wi-Fi router so you can get Wi-Fi. That's what I'm doing. This is the first live I've actually done in the van. The Wi-Fi is all set up. So we've actually got a Wi-Fi router in the van. It's not 5G though, baby. <laughs> Definitely not going 5G. <laughs> but it's doing the job. <laughs> I'm going to the 5D, but I'm not in 5G. <laughs> So Sarah Green, one of the old comments on which I missed, she said, "Each each community I've volunteered, each community I've volunteered in this year, it's crazy how they are not even awake." That's really interesting. That's very interesting. That I mean, I've never, you know, I've never really noticed that. You know, um, kind of interesting when you say awake. What do you, what do you what do you mean by that? But I, obviously, I kind of feel like you mean more more conscientious. But you would you would think that if people were living in a, you know, if people were living in a self sustainable community, you know, they would obviously. You know, they would um, they would be more conscientious of certain things in their lives. All the people that I've visited, visited in all the self esteem communities, kind of feel like to me they were very grounded human beings. You know, not necessarily like obviously speaking about conspiracies every two minutes, but you know they knew what they wanted in life. You know, they wanted to be they wanted to grow their own foods. They wanted to be have it be more in the community. So to me, what to be class as being awake? To be class being awake is maybe they're not going to be talking about conspiracy theories or anything like that. But you know, they're going to be. They're going to be doing the fundamentals in life um, and living a life by their means and being self-sustainable. And to me, that is being awake. You know, that's probably being more awake than watching a YouTube video. You know, taking action in your in your physical reality is more conscientious than, in my opinion, than you know, just like I'm doing now, just speaking about a topic. It's more conscientious than me. At least they're actually taking action. You know. But it's interesting bit piece of obs- observation. You know, maybe you're still going to go to self-sustainable community and you're going to get an arsehole, You know. Probably, probably, you probably are. Just like um, Dennis Terence McKenna used to always say, you can still take psychedelics and be an arsehole. Shelley <laughs> um, Marie said, "Are you going to talk more about the COVID prophecy?" Yeah, I'm always, I'm always talking about the COVID prophecy. The whole reality is a COVID prophecy. I think we can all see that every every angle is an attack on the human spirit. It's all, it's all part of it, you know. 
And anyway, when I do these videos, you know, I've got to call the podcast something, you know. I can't call it, I can't call, I don't, I can't predict the questions, you know, what everyone's going to be asking. I can just sort of think about what's on my mind and call, call it off that, you know, just to let you guys know as well. <laughs> You're limited to how many, um, how many words you can put in the title. Yeah, James said we should think less of COVID and get more garlic and zinc. COVID, COVID is, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the main and most important thing, isn't it? It's taking action, hundred percent, man. Um, Ren said, "I can't imagine how much drinking water would cost if we started running our cars on water, though." Yeah, definitely. You know, they'll probably try and find a way to. Well, they already find a way to charge for, charges for our drinking water, which is hilarious. You know. Um, Simon Arden said, "Surely it's time for your vaccine, along with Laura." Yeah, surely, surely is. Yeah, I think that's. It's kind of funny, you know. Um, you know, there's a kind of quite a funny thing that plays out in life. You know, for example, you know when you get a hyper child, and a hyper child's running around on the sofas, and he's doing all these things, and he's he's just being a child, you know, and he's he has a lot of energy. You know, some people have a lot of energy, and people say, you know, give that give that kid a, a tablet, uh, label that kid with ADHD. You know, that's kind of kind of what the vaccine is in a kind of way. You know, it's kind of like you the one the one a mask. If it is a real health crisis, you know they want to mask, they want to they want to mask mask this mask the the true root, mask the true cause of it. You know, not really get to the root problem, just cover it up with a band aid, um, and that's how hilarious it is. You know, even if we take, for example, even if we take away, for example, we believe that COVID is real, and you out there now, and you believe there's a real virus out there, you know, and it's deadly out there, and people are dying, and it's the most. Um, most most threatening thing to human human life and humanity even if we take that side of things from a biological perspective and it is deadly which it's not but if it is um our best our best science our best scientists in the world and health practitioners don't even understand the human body you know they want to just mask it with a vaccine absolutely hilarious you know that's the that's the best we've got you know mask the symptom but never get to the root and that's that just that shows to me again and again how how screwed up we are as a society you know how screwed up we truly are how we how much how much disconnected we are from the from the human body to think that the only way is to give a vaccine never ever you know give a vaccine and give out some uh, free donuts <laughs> dough <laughs> like the Soma Simpson donuts donuts for a vaccine <laughs> Did, you, did anyone out there as well see how they're now speaking about how everyone has to have booster packs as well? Like some Super Mario game. You know, maybe we should be more like Super Mario. Instead of taking vaccines, we should take mushrooms. <laughs> then we'll see what we tr- who we truly are. Elf Walt said, saw graffiti on the bridge today after... Rebelling, not voting and going self-sufficient. Can't remember how I went now. Very visible though for everyone to see. Cheered me up a bit. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Um, uh, me and Laura, not to, not to put it out there too much, maybe might get us in trouble this. But me and Laura's been thinking about ways that we can do a little bit of um, <laughs> a little bit of protesting like that. <laughs> a couple of signs here and there in certain places <laughs> just to sort of, for a laugh, to raise some eyebrows. But it was really funny the other day we went for a walk, me and Laura, and we, um, we walked along the bridge. 
and I was along it. It was like a, it was like a sort of a hidden bridge, but it was over a main road. And I went to Laura. I went, oh, this would be a cool place to put a sign saying COVID is a hoax or something, you know. And funny enough, um, it was so funny that someone had actually spray painted it on the side of the building on the side of the bridge as well. So great minds think alike, you know. Uh, it's always cool when you drive down the road and you come across a sign or something or you see someone spray painted, you know, COVID is a hoax or COVID-1984. Um, or you see like a poster or something. Uh, or pandemic or something like that you know it's really it, it does give you that feeling you know also as well I, I don't know if you know this but um you know for example if you go to the supermarket and you don't wear a mask and you come across someone else who's not wearing a mask there's like a sort of a little secret nod you know that you that you that you know you know like when you know you know <laughs> like you're wearing you're wearing your birthday today for the supermarket and um there's a little covert there's like a little covert sort of um just like they have their hidden hidden handshakes, we have our hidden nod, nod, <laughs> which is just having this free <laughs> to breathe. <laughs> Sean said, give the UK a bank holiday on Monday the 12th, July the 12th, if England win the Euro 2020. Petition currently at 4,860. How sad that they've come together over football, but not their freedoms. Yeah, really good point that by the way, Sean. No, really good point. You know, in the UK when um when a lot of people were protesting, all the football fans were protesting the other month, and also like you said, they're all protesting for. So, for example, you know, give the bank protesting for a bank holiday on uh, is it three thousand four hundred eighty three hundred three hundred and forty eight thousand, and currently at the moment that bill that they're trying to pass. Um, and if you haven't read it, go and sign, please go and sign it. Um, in the UK, to try and stop people from living in motorhomes is now at about forty k. Uh, so that just shows, you know, where the where the consciousness is probably still at. You know, people want a bank holiday so they can have a piss up, you know, but they're not willing to fight the freedoms, you know, or stand up. But even said, even with that said, though, um, I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast as well from the UK, um, and all around the world. But just speaking from the UK. A lot of people have been going to protests. You know, they believe that two million was there the other weekend. Me and Laura were actually going to go down as well at the protests, uh, but the van was doing in for some work, so we couldn't get down. Um, but we're really co- thinking about considering going down the next next protests next in the next couple of months that's coming up. Um, but supposedly there was two million. The media said there was hardly anyone there, but supposedly there was about two million. You know, people's been sending drones over and showing the amount of people. Uh, it's really starting to to heat up, you know. I think like so many people are really starting to wake up now. We're really in it now, you know. Artillery Voodoo said ADHD is another big scam. Being a ch- child is now a disease that needs a pill for these cycles. Yeah, for sure, you know. They try and label and stipulate everything, don't they? That's a kid. He he he's a bit too hyperactive, you know. Give him a pill, you know. Instead of actually showing a kid proper practices you know actually giving a child attention trying to get to the root maybe he's got maybe someone he's got some kind of thing that you know that he's that he needs he needs help with or he needs understanding more he's a child that's more intuitive or maybe he's got more energy so he needs to have some practices to burn off that energy you know but we are a civilization that's very dysfunctional with inside of ourselves so how can we manifest that and help the children you know but um it's 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 mad times to say the least, but there is a huge huge change happening for sure. Yeah, exactly. Stop feeding the children, as Ren says. Stop feeding the children sugar, and maybe there'll be a big difference. Yeah, for sure. You know, I remember when I was younger, um, I used to get really bad heartburn as a child, which is scare is, is insane. And as soon as I've controlled my own diet and got to an age where I could actually control myself, it's a bit dark in it. 
um as soon as i've as soon as i've got as soon as i've got i'm gonna turn this way hopefully the light will be a bit stronger Yeah, about sugar. That's what Ren was saying about the sugar and stuff. But yeah, you know, one of the biggest things is that we don't obviously combat is, is diet. You know, diet's a diet's a big one. Um, we all we all know that um, diet can can you know is a is a foundational thing in, in all our lives to, to 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 balance out the human body. And you know, if, and what do you expect? You know, you're giving kids sugar, drinking Coca Cola, drinking shit food. You know, the well, how are they going to react? I kind of I don't know if any of you out there have seen. I've mentioned this a few times, but there's a documentary. Documentary. I say a documentary. It is a documentary, but it's a film called Captain Fantastic, about a guy who um, goes off and takes his family and lives in the woods and sort of teaches them loads of stuff. And then he comes back to to Monday society, and the kids have sort of never been. You know, they've been homeschooled and stuff, and they've never been in society. And the kids are looking around at everyone and they go, he's like, Daddy, why is everyone sick? And it basically shows pictures of everyone big and fat, you know, and that and stuff. And it's kinda it's kinda interesting, you know, you, you look around at the world and you can see a lot of a lot of people, you know, um are heavily sick, you know. Simon Arden says, I feel the nineteenth will happen, but it will sweep away back in lockdown thick and fast. They will blame johnson open up too early yeah well we, we all see the interesting thing is is like what's playing out now right um is that uh you know there's many theories you know we all haven't got a clear vision of what's going on but we all know that it's not just going to end the way it is you know it's not just going to end that's not just going to be it you know we're not going to just all around the world you know all the all the restrictions that's getting being slowly getting moving more towards being lifted you know it's kind of for me, anyway, I mean, I don't know how it's going to fully play out. I kind of feel in my heart that this is they're going to this is going to play out like this for a bit, and then it's going to be pulled back again. And you know, this is a if you look in any work of like from a psychological perspective of a narcissist or or even like um, you know, if you look into the experiments of like that the government did in MK Ultra and things like that, you know, they always give things to people like they dangle sort of um, freedoms in front of people in a way it's like a psychological trick and then they pull them back again you know and it's kind of a uh, what a narcissist does to in a relationship with someone it dangles things in front of them and then pulls it back to kind of manipulate that person who they're with you know to make them feel belittled make them feel small and the government right now you know they were they're aware of these psychological tricks that's playing out and there's been so many psychological tricks that's been unfolding right now on the planet you know and this is definitely what's happening right now. You know, they're dangling freedoms in front of people. People's getting used again, being back in the pub, back in the football, back at all this. And then, you know, they, they pull the plug again. But, you know, what What if this time they pull the plug and they say, oh, the reason why it is, guys, is because it's the people who's non-vaccinated, the ones who's non-vaccinated, you know, they need to... They, they where we now need to all get vaccinated blame these you know they want to create that divide you know so it wouldn't surprise me if something like that happened you know it, it's 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 really interesting how hard they're going on they're going on all this you know with the vaccine and stuff um for example uh, laura got a text on a, a phone call the other day which was hilarious on a phone saying about how you can now get your vaccine and stuff they've never rang me so they must and i don't know where i am or the or the um or they already know what they probably listening to my phone. They already know what my answer is going to be. Or they're watching these live streams. Um, but Laura got a phone call, which was funny, and um, Laura asked them a good, a funny, a good, a good couple of funny questions, which was really funny to say the least. Um, yeah, will you be liable if anything goes wrong? Uh, will Bill Gates be liable if anything goes wrong? Um, no, 
<laughs> all right well i won't be taking it thank you i won't be taking an experimental uh, vaccine <laughs> uh, but it's, it's funny you know <laughs> rick mullarty said will the vaccine make me even more autistic yeah it might it might do <laughs> yeah i'm not too sure about that but you know it might it might turn you into something else it might turn you into a frog or something <laughs> yeah someone said shine maria said i saw a post on instagram saying you water your plants but you give your kids soda. It makes sense. Yeah, definitely. You know, it is mad. Um, there's an amazing quote and um, amazing song and and a, a quote and a song that I love. And he says that some dogs in in Britain eat better than most humanity. Um, and it's it's true. You know, we we never ever, you know, look look at the foods that we eat, man. You know, look at the foods that children are fed in schools, and you know, look at the people as well who are trying to are trying to dictate the rhythms of your body. You know, um all these supposedly health health experts and stuff you know they're all sick humans you know there's no examples you can't give me one example of a human who's healthy who's telling you to wear a mask or get a vaccine or live in fear you know there's you can you, there's not one of them out there you know um you know i'm i'm for me for example i'm i'm the healthiest i've ever been you know i'm the fittest i've ever been um i'm more in touch with me spiritual senses you know and i do and i don't do um you know i'm no messiah i'm still working on stuff but i'll i'm i'm the, I'm the scientist in my own body you know I, I do everything right that i can that's in my best interest you know i don't drink alcohol i've never drank alcohol for for 10 years now maybe you know um i only drink water you know i, I don't put chemicals on my body i don't wear aftershave i don't wear hair gel you know i don't there's a rule of thumb that I have, you know, if you can't eat it, don't put it on your body, you know. Um I don't even use I don't even use body lotion to shower shower, you know. Um I filter my water. I use a filter to get rid of fluoride and all the chemicals and stuff. Um, you know, I no bullshit. If it's got if a food's got a million ingredients in, I don't eat it. You know, just back to basics, it's not hard. You know, I move my body, I get sunlight, I breathe. Yeah, these are the simplest things, you know. I I, I work on myself, you know, I might be out of balance sometimes. And do things certain wrong, but I'll make sure that I go back and put it right. I work on my traumas. I'm healing, um, you know. And there's a lot of people out there who are dictating other people's rhythms and not in tune with these things. Um, you know, how can you even like have a? How can you even tap into your consciousness? How can you even tap into the metaphysical if you haven't got the foundations right? You know, if you're not planting your as um as um shine maria said before you know if you're not if you're not planting you if you're not planting you if you're putting shite on your own plants if you're watering your own garden you know with crap food you, they're not going to grow um if your roots aren't in the ground for example uh, dan said captain fantastic is a is a fantastic film i'd recommend that for everyone yeah it's really cool um, i always remember there's a there's a really funny scene not no spoiler alert here because there's so many funny parts but there's a really funny part in captain fantastic where they come back to Monday society. Um, yes, something happens in the film anyway. I'm trying to keep it. I don't want to spoil it. But something happens in the film. And they have to go back and live with other family members. And the other family have two kids. All two older boys. And the kids come back. You know. And, and um, they bring, he brings the kids back. Sort of say. And they're all like. The parents. The One of the mums is saying to the, to the dad. You know. that you, You're going to kill your kids out there. You know. You're going to kill them out there in the wild. Living off hunting deer and living off off grid and stuff like how will they even learn you know how will they get an education and uh the guy says to to the two kids of the woman he asks him a question about um he says he says um what's the 
I can't remember. I can't even remember what it is myself. But he asks them something about the con- constitutional rights, can, or de- constitutional de- declaration of America or something. Asks them to recite that, and the two guys say it's something to do with money. The other one says it's something that um, something else kind of thing. And then he just shouts upstairs, and he says his, his little girl. I can't remember what she's called, Emmy or something. He's like Emmy, come downstairs, and she just proper recites it from the top of your mind, and he just goes point proven, just gives her a high five. You know, but we kind of like. You know, it's kind of, it's a really good film. You know, what I liked about Camp the Fantastic, it was it really highlighted the balance, in my opinion, of society. You know how um, we can't go either too far one way, you know. We can kind of like, you can be off-gridding away from everyone, but you also haven't got the bridge back to the Monday world to, to relate and understand and help other people. So that I kind of feel like it highlighted a bridge within that as well, but it also highlighted how the media and the Monday world is sort of, it's fast to sort of highlight that world as barbaric, like living off grid and living more self-sustainable, more holistic, you know, maybe not wanting your child to get a vaccine or maybe you wanting your child to, to be brought up in a different way or eat good foods. You know, people kind of, we've kind of like it's put on a pedestal that that's that kind of way of life is barbaric, you know, and we, in the Monday world is, 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 the, is the best we've ever been. It's the way we need to go. But yeah, a lot of stuff needs to be, that film really highlighted me that a lot of stuff when it comes to where we are going as a Monday society needs to be analysed, you know, maybe we need to go back a bit, for sure. Shelley Marie says, I don't like to travel right now because they require testing if you're unvaccinated. Yeah, you know, for sure, like, no human being should be tested, you know, we shouldn't have to be tested, you know, it's 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 crazy, man, it's... You know, this is this is kind of do we want do we want a world you know where everywhere we go we we've got to get something shoved down our throat or up our nose you know our kids tested and you know felt like we're you know felt like we're criminals or that we are we're a virus or a walking virus scared of the year you know this is the kind of questions that we we need to ask you know what type of world do we want to live in I spoke about this ages ago right at the beginning of the pandemic you know how far is this going to go. Um, you know, when is it going to get to a stage, you know, where we all say we've had enough? Like, when when is that going to be, you know? When's that point going to be where we're like, no, no more of this bullshit? Um, and, and, you know, I don't know when that's going to be. How is it going to take something dramatic to happen? But, you know, all we can do in our own individual lives is, is move into that place, you know? Um, and don't and don't dim your frequency either. That's a big one. A lot of people dim their frequencies to pander to other people. You know, for example, our... Don't talk about the vaccine in the house, you know. <laughs> I've heard that one five family members. Oh, please don't bring up the vaccine in the in, in the house, you know. Um, I had a I had a really funny one by the way. Um, uh, it was kind of an argument with um. I'm not going to mention any names in the family, but uh, I had a conversation with one of the family members, and one of the one of the people was saying, "I'm never. You're never gonna. I'm never gonna let your kids. Uh, you. I'm never letting my kids near your uh, near your kids if they're unvaccinated." And I just turned around. And I went, "Well, what you what you got to worry about if your kids are unvaccinated? You've got nothing to worry about, have you? What you worried about?" <laughs> and uh, you could just drop a pin in the room. <laughs> But you know it's kind of, it's it's quite it's quite funny you know it's quite funny <laughs> what you're worried about if your kids are vaccinated. But it's funny the dynamic of families, isn't it? How like families are like, you know, like oh please don't talk about please don't talk about that, <laughs> don't bring that up. Um, you know you hurt you can hurt Susan's feelings if you bring if you bring that one up if you if you if you bring a bit of truth to the table. Um, but you know, don't dim don't dim your frequency, you know, because um, I think we've been all of us have been dimming our frequencies for far too long. 
you know that's what they kind of want you know they want you to be scared you want to want, want to call you a covid or something you know they want you to be conspiracy called a conspiracy theorist um and not embody your truth but when you start embodying your truth you know that's when the that's when the real lions start roaring you know like for example when i spoke about that scenario in the supermarket where i wasn't wearing a mask you know and, and i was explaining to them how they were discriminating against us and stuff and um, that moment you know i really tapped into something inside of me there you know it felt really really good i was also very aware of like the ego dynamic in that as well of how like um there could have been a part that was just coming forward in me you know trying to like look good or look cool as well because it kind of like the other side of the thing can play out you know when you're not wearing a mask it can kind of feel that way you know where oh, you feel like a rebellion on the side of society but in a kind of way you are you know um i think um i think it was george Orwell who said that it would be a rebellious act to speak speak out you know in the future um, the real rebellion would be speaking truth but it, it, it truly it truly is you know um and when i was walking through that supermarket that time and i got all that confrontation you know something did did uh, ignite in us after that experience you know it really felt you know it felt it felt um it felt like it was like the true spirit within us was really coming to the surface and something was roaring inside and i felt like i was really on that timeline that that true authentic timeline of me living out my optimal timeline and I think if we can all move to that optimal timeline, you know, we'll, and we move to that fully and embody it, um, you know, the world will change and, and blossom through that, your own inner, your, your own reality. But that's all we can keep doing, you know. Um, Artillery Voodoo said, it's amazing how we get taught nothing about health and nutrition at school, knowing how to look after your body should be number one, 100%. You know, even like mindfulness and breathing's never taught about in, in children, you know, not nothing, you know, like I was I was kind of like, um, one of the things that I was, had a little thought the other day about was, was like, so for example, you know, we, um, you know, in school, like how, you know, we all, it was, school was really, it, looking back, you know, it was brutal. It really was, it was a brutal place for people to like, to you know to 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 learn who they are and stuff and and you know you can look around in school and see people you know how people some people were acting up in school and um, how some people were like um were being bullied and threatened certain ways and you know and you kind of don't under you don't know what them what a lot of people in their lives were going through you know where people like um where people being you know where people being abused or something or where people being or not you know not being looked after properly um you know there's many different things we don't get to see like behind the scenes of what's going on in a child's life you know you just get to see them turn up in school and uh, it's very it's a very it's you know being humans very it's very challenging you know we're living in a very challenging realm where we're, we're you know uh, dolores cannon speaks about this when she has past life regressions how she says about you know how the, it's only the bravest souls that come get to choose to come to the human realm and I can kind of relate to that, you know, it, it is a tough place, it really is, if, um, you know, if you're not on it in your own life, and if your health's not on practice, and you don't know yourself fully, uh, it is a, it is a challenging place, you know, you, we, we all, we all sort of been like, being subdued in many different ways, and, um, you know, we're in fight and flight mode all the time, we're all struggling to try and keep food on the table, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge, it's a challenging place, um, but, we just got to keep going, you know. You've just got to keep going. You're here for a reason. You've just got to keep going. Ren Wilson said, 
I'll read, actually, sorry, I'll read this one first. Uh, Nutty Nelly says, I believe we are all divine beings and have, and they, they're not messing with my DNA, full stop. Yeah, for true, you know. I mean, if you, we are divine beings, you know, um, and if you are divine being, then why do you need something, you know? Why do you need something outside of the self, you know? Um, if you read the book, you are the placebo, do your own, do your own, you can read all the books, you know, there's amazing loads of evidence now talking about how we're, we're our own inner alchemist, you know, and we can heal anything we want. I fully believe that, I've witnessed that on my own self, you know, I've healed certain things within us. You know, I've had mad metaphysical experiences where I've been on, I've altered my consciousness and not altered my consciousness and I've just created, created a secret ritual and I've removed things out of my body, you know, I've removed um, energy blocks and things that's been in us. You know, that probably would have manifested on the physical level in disease if I hadn't moved it. You know, where are the inalchemists? You know, look at like, if you look at all the ancient scriptures around the past, they all have um, alchemists like holding their hands over people, healing them, you know. Like, you know, the stories in the Bible of people healing one another with the hands and telepathically, psychically. You know, these things are laughed at, you know, in, in society. But this is what we're going back to, you know, we're going back to this. We're moving back to this this realm of where we can, you know, where we are the alchemists and we can heal people. Um, but it's just being laughed at, you know. But no, no longer, you know. It's uh, it's coming, it's coming back. It really is. It's already here, to be honest. <laughs> it's already here. Um, Dan said, "I wash my hair with apple cider vinegar," and Simon said, "Brush your teeth with only water." Well, you know, you can you can brush your teeth with this coke. You can use coconut to brush your teeth. Um, but there's also actually there's there's fluoride free to, there's fluoride free toothpaste. I'm not going to go and reach it now, but I'll I'll, I'll maybe show you, show you that some other time. But I've actually got fluoride free toothpaste in there. So there is there is healthy alternative companies now that are making products. You know where you can that haven't got fluoride in, haven't got chemicals in. You know they just have natural ingredients. Like they use things like peppermint and things like that. You know. So there is still ways in the Monday world to 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 live healthy. And still have, you know, the, still sort of have the same things, but in a, in a more holistic and healthy way. There's a lot of products like that, you know. There's loads of really cool products like that now. <laughs> Artillery Voodoo says, I haven't I haven't washed since February. I just, just air blow. Everybody's got a mask on anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That. I love that. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Ren said, I love apple cider vinegar. It has so many great uses. Yeah, apple cider vinegar is a really cool one. I've actually got some apple cider vinegar over there as well. I've been doing a, um, a shot of apple cider vinegar at the minute. I've been having uh, apple cider vinegar, honey, turmeric, ginger, and lemon. And it's so it's, it's so nice. Sometimes it really gets you, but it's uh, it's really, really good for you. You know, but there's so many, there's so many things like this that we've lost touch with. You know, there's so many different concoctions and brews and herbs and things that we can put together like dr sebi's got so much dr sebi has a lot of old videos on youtube talking about different ways to to, to manifest uh, remove mucus from the body and and heal the body you know by using herbs and things like that uh, there's, there's so much there's so much knowledge out there you know we're just we're just being hit away from it but it's fascinating you know the human body in terms of health so fascinating to me there's so much to there's so much to uncover, you know, from every single avenue. You know, we get into this work of like consciousness and working on ourselves. You know, we're, we're looking into like psychological, we're looking into conspiracies, but health is a fundamental part of that. You know, we take our power back in our bodies first and foremost. You can clear the brain fog and then consciousness starts coming through. Elf One said, I read 
the vaccines are just to get people used to regular injections eventually the transhumanism humanism agenda will kick in which will be fulfilled through more extreme technology yeah i mean there's lo there's loads of conspiracies you know but it's kind of like you can go down the conspiracy route but you just have to ask yourself what type of world you want to live in like i said before they're already talking about giving people the booster packs the super mario booster packs you should hashtag that hashtag super mario booster packs um but you know we're we, we all know that's not the world that's not the world you want to live in you know you don't want to have regular vac vaccines and regular injections you know we you, they already give kids enough vax uh, injections anyway which is which is wild and also as well um something that my dad actually shared with us there was an article that was going around the internet i haven't had time to look at it but there was an article talking about where actually some some um some independent lab got a hold of one of the vaccines I'm not sure what it is. I think it's the Astra. Astra there's so many different names for them now, but there's something the Astra something, and an independent lab got a hold of it and they tested it and it had a really toxic chemical compound in it, which is mad. Like 90% of it was a really chemical compound. Probably something dad or something or someone in the comments can put that in, and I'll, I'll tell you what it is and you can look it up. But you know, research that now. You know, there's there's many independent doctors now coming forward. There's a in Germany at the moment. There's a there's a, a group of people getting together now really trying to create a create a movement of doctors together to really share all the different things that's going on with it right now you know uh, dw says can you remember when you first started question life and the system out of curiosity how old were you you know well i've answered this before but you know i've always been someone who's always questioned questioned life you know i've always have been but um, you know, it was a kind of it was a kind of slow evolution for me. Um, I was probably about fourteen or fifteen. I was watching things on UFOs and things like that, and I was always fascinated by. You know, I, I started realizing fast, and it was ancient cultures as well. I think I read Fingerprints of the God, Gods, Graham Hancock's book. I think when I was about maybe seventeen or eighteen or something, and that really made his question that everything we've been taught is a lie. You know, all the way from history uh, to schooling system to everything. So it's just been an ongoing process, you know, as, as I've been slowly unraveling myself from health, from every single avenue, I just started realising it was there was so much out of place, you know, and so much was bullshit. Someone said them vaccines are going to make people like zombies. <laughs> yeah, like Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> that's for sure. God knows what's in them, you know. Artillery Voodoo said, synchronicity, I've been experiencing a lot of it lately. What do you think it means? It, it it just it just depends, you know. Like obviously, every synchronicity synchronicity brings different sort of connotations to, to your to your life experience. You know, it's kind of like the dream realm when people say, "What does a dream realm? Does a dream does a dream mean?" You know, what does what does this dream signify? There is certain ways of understanding people's dreams and understanding people's synchronicities, but I really do feel like certain synchronicities and dreams are very subjective to 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 you, the experiencer. You know. Um, this uh, Carl Jung speaks about this in his book called Dream Interpretation. He says, like, you know, to understand someone's dreams, you have to understand someone's psychological, and you have to understand someone's traumas and understand someone's lifestyle. So there's a lot to it. You know, there is basic assumptions that you can make off people's dreams, and you can help them navigate them. But you know, no one, no one's better at understanding your synchronicity or understanding your dreams than yourself. And that's why it's always really great uh, practice to write a journal. That's that's actually one of the things one of the third thing that i forgot in the book in the sorry before it was one of the best things i would have in the van the three things i would have in the van would be coconut oil me rings in a book like a journal 
And uh, I think a journal, journaling is so good if you have a lucid dream or you have a synchronicity to write it down because even if in the immediate future you don't understand what that synchronicity is, write it down and then even three months down the line, you come back, read that, you might start to understand or, or, or see it a bit more. But also, you know, there's something very uh, important in the role of you writing that dream down or the synchronicity that sparks something in the subconscious and tells the universe or the subconscious that this is an experience that you want to have more of. Uh, so writing them down is really good, you know. I'm just going to go through uh, two more comments. Nearly, nearly at the two-hour mark now, which is really cool. These things absolutely fly by, by the way. Nearly at the two-hour mark, which is insane. Uh, so I'm really sorry if I've missed any questions as well. I'm just doing my best. It's moving quite fast. But Jen Hari says, do you think the vaccines suppress spirituality somehow? Been wondering about that. All the vaccines and maybe especially the COVID ones, other than depopulation, what are they meant to do? Yeah, well, you know, it's the, it's the million dollar question, you know, we can all have theories around what they're doing, what they could be doing. But, you know, what do you feel inside? You know, it is because we all have an inner voice inside of ourselves, you know, something inside of us that is guiding us. You know, many people call it many different names. But there is something in all of us that guides us throughout all of our lives, consciously and unconsciously. And the more that we start awakening up and, and expanding our awareness, the more that we get closer to that that part of ourselves. And it starts speaking to us through synchronicities. It starts speaking to us through dreams. You know, there's a famous quote that says, you know, I'm not operating on human time, I'm in the metaphysical time. And I get to see things that are, are, are well before they manifest in the physical this is what like indigenous cultures and shamans talk about, you know, the dream time, where that when you operate on the metaphysical realms, you get access to things before they happen. And um, the human body works kind of similar to that. You know, the more you tune in with the self, the more you expand your awareness, you get glimpses into things, you know, you get feelings, your intuition becomes a lot stronger, it comes more heightened. And the more you get closer to that, the more you'll start finding out is, is there a calling in you to do this thing or not? And, you know, for me, something inside of me is telling me when it comes to that question, it's no, no way. And I'm going to honour that little voice inside of me every single day of the week, no matter what. I'm going to honour that over everything because it's always guided me in the right direction. So you should always ask yourself that, you know, how can I train my intuition? How can I train my heart? Because, um, you know, as a civilization, we never really... In our own individual life, we never really focus on them things, you know, the true voice inside. And it is always guiding us. Um, and mine's telling me not a chance with that you know you're not taking my soul no way so i'll read this last question i'll tell you says that that's a thought what if i'm still asleep i thought i was awake but there might be much more i don't see yeah well that's an interesting one you know like how do we how do we even know that we're not in a dream you know like right now on the planet like i've had i've had that so many times where i've had dreams that are real and real and you wake up in reality and they're no different you know like you know you don't you don't have any um when you're dreaming at night, you don't remember, you don't have any memory or connotation of, of this now, you know. But when you dream at night, you, sometimes you go into that realm and it's real than real, you know. But you, like I said, you don't have any connotation of this now. So it's kind of interesting. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm going to read two more, right? I'm going to read two more questions. Sometimes when I get in the flow of these things, I, I, really, I really love them. They're so cool. Um, so Ren says, do you ever meditate? I'm always meditating. <laughs> Um, I always remember when I, I, I said that there are a few I've said that to a guest before I said it to Tom Campbell like do you, oh, how do you meditate and he says I'm always meditating 
it's it's funny, you know. But um, but I think that's the goal, you know. It's it's trying to always be in a state of meditation, you know. That that that's that's what I really feel, you know. As we, because you know what does what does meditation really mean? But you know, we should always try to find that that higher mind or that higher awareness in all of, in all of our interactions in all of our lives. And as we do that, we get to not be swept away by the moment. We get to be the observer of every moment and observer of the mind and find that stillness. Because um, that's the, I think that's the important role of of the physical realm, the physical world. It's trying to get you in that. It's trying to get you on that hamster wheel. It's trying to ta- make you identify with the self, identify with the what mind. But as you know, as you as you zoom back in, you stop identifying with it. So that's you always in this try to be always in a state of meditation. Um, but something just to give you a little bit of a tip, something that I do a lot of time when I meditate, um, and I've had a lot of um, great breakthroughs and a lot of great moments of metaphysical experiences, is when I um, go to that place when I'm meditating, try and find a place of gratitude, whatever that may be for me. You know, you can't lie to it, but find a place of gratitude and see what comes up. You know, honor that place of stillness, sit with yourself. And go to that place of gratitude. What? What am I? Ask yourself. What am I grateful for in my life? What of? What really? What really? Um. What thing do I have gratitude for? And see what comes up. You know, and you will find that sometimes you can really tap into some great states when you you go to that place. And you can do that for all exper- experiences in life. You know, you can move towards that place of true true gratitude or true love. Because I think that's the highest frequency to be on. You know, is gratitude and love. And when you're operating from gratitude and love, uh, the, the world really evolves around you in a very interesting way. Um, so try it in your own life. You know, you can't trick it, but but try it anyway. I'll read one more. <laughs> Rick, this is a good one. Uh, Rick said, if you don't like wearing a mask while shopping, then why don't you take the rest of your clothes off? It's just the same thing. So you're already surmising that I don't do that. For a start, you already su- think suggesting that I don't walk around naked. You know, I've got a t-shirt on for this now because it would get tucked down. But most of the time, honestly, I walk around naked. So that's my answer to that one. So anyway, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I love you all, wherever you are in the world. It's really cool having these hangouts. And I'm going um, to do some more of these soon. Me and Laura's going to do one in a few days' time as well. I'm going to give her... She's got some observed thoughts she wants to talk about, and it's always good when I'm when Laura comes on as well. But anyway, I'll catch you very soon in the next one. Wherever you are in the world, have a good day, and no mask day. Peace out. Thanks so much for checking out that podcast conversation there, the live hangout. Hope you liked that one. There'll be a podcast in a few days' time. Again, uh, I took a little bit of a, a break over the last couple of weeks because I was working on the van, uh, but now the podcast should be coming back uh, more regular. Uh, but anyway, uh, as, as I mentioned in the intro, if you can, check out the, the Ascend podcast uh, retreat that's coming up in October in Wales. Um, there's only a couple of places left now, so if you want to grab one of them spots, uh, head over to that and grab one of them. Uh, and also just to play out, this is I always do, this is a song um, that's a really cool one. It's by a, a group called Black Pumas, and the song is called Colours. So enjoy this song anyway, and I'll catch you very soon. Wherever you're in the world, keep seeking as always. Peace and love. I woke up to the morning sky first 
just like we rehearsed When I get up off this ground I shake leaves back down To the brown, 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 brown Till I'm clean Oh, mm-hmm. 